0: We are in Chagiga Yud Aleph towards the bottom. In the archscroll, on ten A three, the second column of ten A three. The Gemara is now is going through the list in the Mishnah of the different categories of halacha, which is either not found explicitly in the Torah, in the written Torah. Some of them have a hint to it in the Torah, and some of them are completely. Found entirely in the written Torah, so we are going category category by category. So today's c- recording is going to discuss the laws of Shabbos, and in the Mishnah said that with regards to the laws of Shabbos, for of Shabbos, they are Kahararim <laughs> Hatluim It's like mountains, a chain of mountains that are that are being held, that are hanging from a hair meaning that hair is, is the written Torah, that there's some sort of source, there's a remez, a hint, found in the Torah for some of the laws of Shabbos. And that, that hint is holding mountains, many laws, many laws come, stem from that hint. So the Gemara asks, of ksivan, the laws of Shabbos, the fact that there's a prohibition to do work on Shabbos, that is found in the Torah many times. So how could you tell me that it's just uh, very few times? There's a hint to it. If it's found many times, the Torah says, do not do work on Shabbos. Just parenthetically, we're also going to get to this a little bit later, but the concept of not doing work on Shabbos is not about not doing work, active work to labor, but the idea is, and many say this, including Rav Hirsch, or Samson, Rav Hirsch, that the idea is to do creative work, that we have to refrain from creative work on Shabbos to show that we're resting from creative work, just like Hashem, just like God rested on the seventh day from His creative work of the sixth after the six days of creation, so too we have to refrain from creative work. So, but the, the Torah says many times that you're not allowed to work on Shabbos. So, what is it referring to? The Gemara says, "No, we need it for the following case, and it's really not just this case specifically. It's really for the." for the underlying principle behind the case as the Gemara is going to explain. But what's the case? The Amr Rabbi Abba Rabbi Abba says Let's say you dig a hole on Shabbos in your house. You dig a hole again the, the the homes or the courtyard were made of dirt so you dig a hole you're not digging a hole because you want to change the the structure of the house or of the courtyard that's not your intended goal. Your goal is for the dirt. You're, you're digging a hole because you want the dirt. So to dig a hole on Shabbos is a prohibition. If you do it in your house, it's a prohibition of bona of building because you are you are uh, changing the structure of your home. The floor part is is, a, is the floor part of the home, um, and you're tra- you are changing the structure of the of the home. And so therefore, it is a violation of building. Building is one of the thirty nine categories of forbidden activity. And so you have violated building. However, the point here is that your intention is not to build, it's not to change the structure. It's that you want the dirt. You want to use the dirt for something. So you have a different intention from, as a result, you violate one of the one of thirty nine categories of forbidden activity. But you're, that is not your intention to do that. Your intention is really for something else. So the law is the law is that you are exempt on a biblical level. You have not violated a biblical prohibition. You've only violated a rabbinic prohibition. Okay, What is the? why is it that you've only violated a rabbinic prohibition? Come on, who is this opinion like? It's like Reb Shimon. There's a concept of means that you do an activity not for the intended purpose of of what the malacha is, of what that forbidden activity is. In this case, it's building. You, you are not doing this for the purpose of building. You are doing this because you want the dirt. Another parallel example, the classic example that's found in the Mishnah in the, Tr- the Tractate of Shabbos and Mosech Shabbos, is carrying, if somebody passes away in the house and you don't want the body to remain in the house over Shabbos, so, and there's no of, if you don't have an Erev, so therefore you can't carry it from the private domain to the public domain, so then to take the to take the body out of the house would be also a <laughs> because the prohibition of carrying from the private domain to the public domain is because you want, the it's only if it's for the purpose of using it in the public domain. But in this case, you're not moving the body because you want to use the body in the public domain, it's just that you want to get it out of the house. And so therefore it's not for the intended purpose of the forbidden activity. So again, over there too, it's not for the intended pur- purpose of the activity. It's to get it out of the house. Even though the intended purpose, in general, is to use the uh, that which you're bringing into the public domain. If you're bringing it from the private domain to the public domain, it's to use it in the in the public domain. So the content that's the concept of melacha shen There is a dispute between a uh, between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Huda as to whether this is a biblical prohibition or not. According to Rabbi Yehuda, this is still a biblical prohibition. Rabbi Shimon says that no, it, it, it is no longer a biblical prohibition because you're not doing it for the, its intended melacha. The, your purpose, your intention is not for the same intention as what the melacha represents, whether it's building or or carrying from the private domain to the public domain or anything like that. Uh, so therefore, it's, it's not a biblical prohibition, but it still is a, a rabbinic prohibition. It would still be a rabbinic prohibition to do this. So the Gemara asks, they say, does Rabbi Abba, is Rabbi Abba only according to Rabbi Shimon? We said this is a dispute. Rabbi Yehuda holds that it's a biblical prohibition. <coughs> so the Gemara says that no, I feel You can even say that it fits with Rabbi Yehuda. Even Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that it is a biblical prohibition to do a Malach HaShin in this case, it's still going to be rabbinic. Why? Hasam is hakin, who in general, if you do something, it's it's a... It's a tikkun. You are fixing something. You are improving something. And that's when there's a biblical prohibition. But if you're not improving something, if it's destroying, like making a hole in the ground, even though it's changing the structure of the house, so therefore it is building, but it is destructive. Anything which is destructive, even Rabbi Yehuda would agree that that is a rabbinic, that's no longer a biblical prohibition, it's just a rabbinic prohibition. And so therefore, being mechalkel, destroying in your act of one of the thirty-nine malachos. Anytime you're, it's it's not fixing something, but it's destroying. So then it it becomes a rabbinic prohibition instead of a biblical prohibition. Okay. So the and so therefore, in the case of of digging a hole, even Rabbi Huda would agree that it's a rabbinic prohibition. So again, this is just one example, but there are so far we see two different reasons as to why there is a biblical exemption here. One, <coughs> excuse me. One is the Category of doing a forbidden activity, but not for the... Your intention is not to, the, to do that forbidden activity, like building. Your intention is not to build, but it's just to take the sand. you want to use the sand for something? And the other principle is mekalkel that if you do... If on Shabbos, your act is, is an act of destroying, so then that also is not a biblical prohibition. Okay, so these two... Or at least one of these two, we'll see in the Gemara, is is something which is not found directly in the Torah. It's just hinted at it in the Torah, but it's not found directly in the Torah. So the Gemara then says, I'm turning to 10 A4 for a second. In 10 A4, the Gemara just asks one question. My Karona sar what does it mean when it comes to Malachosh Lagufa or Mekalkel to do it for the intended purpose or to destroy? What does it mean that it's like mountains that are suspended? By a hair. What does it mean that it's only hinted to in the Torah? So now we move on to Yuram Abays to 10b1 in the Archscroll, and it says, the more answers, because there's a concept, and this is really a fundamental concept to the laws of Shabbos, which is that it has to be Melechas Machsheves. Melechas Machsheves is a term that is not found with regards to the laws of Shabbos, it's, it's found with regards to the building of the tabernacle, of the Mishkan. However, because in the Torah, the law, this uh, idea of doing, of, of when you work in the Mishkan, in the tab- when they were building the tabernacle, it would be, it would be, it's a hard phrase to, to properly define, but it's, it's um, intentional work, constructive, intentional, perhaps even professional work, so that's what they would do in the Mishkan, in the Tabernacle, and because it's close to the laws of Shabbos, we have a tradition. This is, again, this is hinted to in the Torah, but it's not explicit in the Torah. We have a tradition that so too, with regards to the laws of Shabbos, it has to be intentional, constructive, uh, professional work. It has to have that that type of a, of a work to it. And Melechim Shabbos is not written in. That phrase is not written in the Torah with regards to the laws of Shabbos. So therefore, that's why it's handing by. It's being hung by 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 hair because it's really it's not found explicit in the Torah but it's just hinted to in the Torah because it's really found with regards to the building of the tabernacle but it's really it is a it is a fundamental principle with regards to the laws of Shabbos that when it comes to the laws of Shabbos it has to be meleches machsheves it has to be constructive purposeful intentional and perhaps even professional work that you're doing in order to violate it on a biblical level and it is for that reason that if you do it In a way that it's destructive, mekalkel. Then it's no longer a biblical prohibition; it's still a rabbinic, but it is still a a rabbinic prohibition. And so too, when it comes to molacha shein if you are of the opinion, Rab Shimon, who holds that to do something for uh, you you end up with the act of the of the forbidden activity, you end up building because you make a hole in the ground. But uh, since your intention was just to take the sand, so therefore it is not. Intentional that act of the, probi- the the prohibited act was not intended, and so therefore it's not a biblical prohibition. It is just a rabbinic prohibition. So this idea of malachas machshavus is really vital and key, fundamental to the to the uh, to the with regards to the laws of Shabbos. And I just want to go through a list. There's a list of different other examples where malachas machshavus is is also used uh, with regards to the laws of Shabbos outside of just destruction, destroying something and if you do something for its, for a different purpose you, you you violate one of the actions of the forbidden activities but it's not you, that wasn't your intention so there are other examples as well and again these uh, these examples are at least some opinions say that it, it stems from La That for a lot of these examples it's, it's a dispute as to what the source is to say that it's not a biblical prohibition uh, but some want to say that let's say I do an act, And it's 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 not guaranteed, or let's say it's not significantly guaranteed that that act will 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 create a will violate a biblical prohibition. It's not clear. I'm doing something. It might lead to a biblical prohibition. It might not lead to a biblical biblical prohibition. The classic example that's found in the the Gemara and the Talmud is if I carry a bench on 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 the grass. So if I make a ditch in the in the ground. That is a biblical prohibition, but if I drag the bench, it's not clear whether or not it's actually going to uh, create a ditch or not create a ditch. It's unclear. I don't know if it will. It might, it might not. So if I'm doing an act where I don't know, so since it's not, uh, someone want to say that, that this would fall under melechah's machsheves, this is not so simple, but someone to say that this will fall under melechah's machsheves. that since it's not a purposeful, intentional act, so therefore it's not a biblical prohibition. Another example is What's called misasik—that if I do something where I do it um, in—I do something where I don't even realize that I'm doing a forbidden act. So let's say I I happen to lean against the wall, and I accidentally, without realizing, it leads to me turning on the light switch. I I move the light switch. I just—I happen to be leaning against the wall, and even the act itself of turning on the light switch. Was not intended. I didn't intend to do that. That wasn't what I, I wanted to do. I was just leaning against the wall, which is different than melacha shen triach lagufa. Melacha shen lagufa. I intend to do the entire act. I just my reasons for it are different than the reasons for why it's, for the act that's forbidden in on Shabbos, right? My intention is to dig the dirt. I always have that intention of doing that act. It's just that I want it for the dirt and not to create a hole. But misasik is a next level which is that I don't even intend to do the act itself. So that also might stem from Lachas Ma'sheves. Another example is you're, not allowed, to, you're not, allowed to, not allowed to remove a flower from the ground, from its source of nourishment. So if I pick up a flower thinking that it was already detached, but it really wasn't detached, and I break it off. So I didn't have that intended. I, I didn't intend to do that act of removing the flower from its source of nourishment from the ground. So that would be another case of misase. Another example potentially that comes from Lechis Shabbos is that if I do something in a different, in an abnormal way, if I do the act in an abnormal way, such that it even uh, I don't I don't end up doing it in the in the best in, in the in the normal way, the outcome is different. So let's say for example, writing is prohibited on Shabbos. So if I'm a righty and I use my left hand to write, so that's called the shinoi. I'm doing it in an abnormal way. And not only am I doing it in an abnormal way, the act is abnormal, but also the result. If I'm if I'm right-handed, so then if I were to write with my left hand, so then the outcome my writing would be would be messy. It wouldn't be the regular way in which I write. The outcome would also be different. That also might stem from malachas machshavas. As we mentioned, destruct, if it's destructive, it comes from malachas machshavas. Uh, some want to say also that let's say if it's not going to last, if it's not going to be permanent. There's a question: What does "permanent" mean? Does it mean last throughout Shabbos, a week, longer than that, uh, a day? Uh, there's different explanations as to what it means "permanent." But if it's not going to be permanent, so then it's also not a biblical prohibition; it's just a rabbinic prohibition. So let's say if you write on something where it's gonna it's gonna become invisible, you're not gonna be able to see it, uh, and it's gonna become invisible in five minutes. So then, is that a biblical prohibition? That's a rabbinic prohibition. It's not a bibl- biblical prohibition. And that could also stem from this concept of Melechaz Shevas. Another idea that could come from Mach Shevas is that if you don't do the full amount, in order to violate Shabbos, let's say, you have to write two letters. The, the minimal amount that you have to do to violate Shabbos on a, on a biblical level is to write two letters. So if I just write one letter, it's not a biblical prohibition, it's just a rabbinic prohibition. And that could also stem from this idea of Mach Shevas that I didn't do it in its entirety, in, in the entire way that that one violates the uh, the prohibition, so then it becomes a rabbinic prohibition because of maleches machsheves. Um, so these are just these are just a few examples. Maleches machsheves could also not just be an exemption, but it also could say sometimes that it, be, it becomes an obligation, even if you would think otherwise. So let's say I do an action where I know that the violation would only come about if it's not just through me, but through some other source, it's through some other outside force, let's say the wind, or my animal, or something else, where I start the process, but some other outside force completes the process, so then the Gemara says that, that because of Malachas Machsheves, you might have thought that, because it's not just you, but there's another force that's involved, and so therefore, it shouldn't be a biblical prohibition, but since this was your intention. The whole intention was to involve that outside force in order to violate the prohibition. So therefore, in fact, it is a biblical prohibition because it's intended, it's purposeful. It's uh, you had you had that always in mind to use that outside force, and so therefore, it would be a biblical prohibition. So this concept could also be used with regards to uh, creating a uh, a, viol- a violation, even though you might have thought that it wouldn't be a violation, a biblical violation. So these are a lot of different examples that stem from the concept of Malachas Maheshavah, which is really a fundamental principle with regards to the laws of Shabbos, that in order for you to violate it on a biblical level, it has to be a professional way of, of doing the act, of a constructive, intended, purposeful way of doing the forbidden activity.